G'day everyone, welcome to The Journey this week. My name's Jude Hennessy and I have the great privilege each and every week of bringing you this show which is made up of some wonderful God spots and some great music. We've got some great people from the, from the Catholic world contributing to the wonderful thing that is Christian radio and we've got some awesome contributions this week. As we enter into the fourth Sunday of Ordinary Time, we're moving towards the end of January and we're about to uh, pretty quickly move into the Lenten season, this time of preparation for Easter. Easter's early this year. But this week, fourth Sunday in Ordinary Time until about mid-February, we're in Ordinary Time and we're going to be breaking open the Gospel of St Mark, chapter 1, 21 to 28 how Jesus taught with authority. We're going to get to that in a second. We always start with Scripture, as we should, build on that uh, that firm, strong foundation of the Word of God, and then we're going to move through with Mother Hilda Scott. She's with us this week, Wisdom from the Abbey. She's got a reflection for us all about surrendering. Father Tony Percy, he's going to talk to us again, reflecting on this week's Gospel as well, on how God reveals himself to us and reveals the truth of who he was and his authority. Great to have a, a really good mate of mine, Stuart Brady. He's giving his... Uh, his testimony this week, Men Alive, is, uh, is a movement that Stuart's been involved in for many, many years. It was the source of a, a, a great enrichment and conversion for him, and he now is integrally involved in Men Alive and has done so many talks, run so many weekends, father-son weekends, men's weekends, and we're going to find a little bit about how the Men Alive movement drew him into the, the mercy of God and into a personal relationship with Christ. Stewie, he's a great fella. And many of our regular loyal listeners to the show will know, Stewie, particularly those that have been tied up with the Men Alive movement. Father Mike Delaney's with us too. He's got a bit of a reflection for us on, uh, on The Voice, that song The Voice by John Farnham, reflecting on some of the news that's been around about John Farnham in more recent times. And Father Mike's going to reflect on how the sentiment of that song is really true. We do need to find our voice. But to kick us off, we're going to hear from Father Simon Apoplaza, one of the other things we do in our little diocese of Wollongong, south of Sydney, is, uh, is contribute to a thing called Massview at Home. goes out around Southern Cross 10. Dan Hopper does a, an amazing job in bringing that together with his team. And we, uh, we get to grab it as well. We get to share it with you too on this program. And he's going to talk to us about how in this gospel, Jesus clearly taught with authority. Max Norton's going to proclaim that for us now. It's, it's the gospel of Mark, as I said. Mark chapter 1, 21 to 28. That's being read right around the world for this fourth Sunday in ordinary time. Let's get into that now. Let's hear from Max and then Father Simon, Simon Apoplaza and a bit of music after that too. Jonathan, David, and Melissa Helser. And the song is the gospel. After the break, Mother Hilda Scott will be coming at you with wisdom from the Abbey. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. Thanks for joining us this week on The Journey. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus and his disciples went as far as Capernaum, and as soon as the Sabbath came, he went to the synagogue and began to teach. And his teaching made a deep impression on them because, unlike the scribes, he taught them with authority. In their synagogue just then, there was a man possessed by an unclean spirit, and it shouted, What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus said sharply, Be quiet, come out of him. And the unclean spirit threw the man into convulsions and with a loud cry went out of him. 
the people were so astonished that they started asking each other what it all meant. Here is a teaching that is new, they said, and with authority behind it. He gives orders even to unclean spirits, and they obey him. And his reputation rapidly spread everywhere, through all the surrounding Galilean countryside. The Gospel of the Lord. Now, the Gospel Reflection with Father Simon Appleblazer. Today we see something quite interesting, is that Jesus enters the synagogue and began to teach. And his teaching is compared to that of the scribes and the Pharisees, that unlike them, it says he taught them with authority. Now, his words were not just words, because he is the Word incarnate. His words were not only the expression of thoughts, but the expression of his own life. His word immediately angered the evil spirit who was in the synagogue, who until Jesus arrived was silent. And we can ask, how is it that the devil was quite okay with the teaching of the scribes and the Pharisees, and as soon as Jesus began to speak, the devil cried out? It is because the unclean spirit can find a place in a religion when this religion is only focused on external things, in precepts, aesthetics, form of liturgy, or behavior, without the reflection of understanding of why is it that we have them. When the external dominate over our actual love for God, then the devil is quite at peace. Now, Jesus' words not only transmit thoughts, but actually transmit love. And that is why, as soon as Jesus began to speak, the devil cried out. He represents a threat to him and his way of life. It is uncomfortable because this love that Jesus is speaking of is real. Love cannot be just words or nice thoughts or feelings only. Love is overall action. Action towards God firstly and our neighbor second. What is an unclean spirit? It is the spirit of opposition to God. Distrust of love. Distrust of people. Not thinking well of other. Always putting number one, you know, over, over everything else and over everyone else as well. And in this way, never sacrificing for the one we are supposing to love. Christ is a threat. Because he is the revelation of a God who loves us and calls us to love as well. May we be courageous to answer his call to love. And may we love our neighbors as Jesus loves us. You're listening to The Journey. Music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full. Oh, oh, oh. 
the journey music interviews and wisdom for living life to the full now wisdom from the abbey with mother hilda i learned something recently i'd like to pass it on to you those of you who've listened to me before will have heard me extolling the virtues of abandonment slash surrender i think there's enormous value in giving oneself over to god every day There's a little prayer an American baseball player used to say every time he went out onto the field. Your will. Nothing more, nothing less. And then he went on to play his game. I even recommend that you get onto Mr Google and punch in Prayer of Abandonment by a certain Charles de Foucault. It's a challenging prayer and one that cannot be said lightly. But after a little while of saying it, 
It becomes second nature and I promise you life is different. It goes like this. Father, I abandon myself into your hands. Do with me what you want and whatever you may do, I thank you. I'm ready for all. I accept all. That's the challenging bit. Let only your will be done in me and in all your creatures. I ask no more than this. Into your hands I abandon my soul. I give it to you with all the love in my heart. For I love you, Father, and so need to give myself without reserve and with boundless confidence. For you are God, my Father. I want to simply make two points here. I guess to say this prayer, one needs to be working on a personal relationship with God. Or you won't want to abandon yourself to him anyway. After all, you can't be sure what he might do with your surrender. You might wind up being a missionary in Mozambique, even if it's the last thing you want to do. The truth is, of course, you'll only end up doing that if that's what you really want to do. Secondly, when you say this prayer, your heart and soul register a divine truth Namely, there is a God who every day abandons himself to you and says, Frank, Ethan, Bethany, I, God, abandon myself into your hands. Do with me what you will. That's the sort of God by whom we are loved. And more about surrender next week. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. That was uh, Mother Hilda Scott. Wisdom from the Abbey is her much-loved God spot. And this was the first part. It's going to be done over two weeks of a two-week part reflection on surrender. She's going to be continuing to speak on this prayer of abandonment and uh, and surrendering to the will of God and the, the mercy of God and the healing of God in our life. That was a great start. Can't wait to hear what she's got to say to us for, for next week. After the break, we're going to be hearing from a man who's become a weekly presenter for us. People are loving his stuff. It's called The Word. It's from Father Tony Percy. He's based down in, in Queanbeyan. He's part of the Archdiocese of Canberra and Goulburn. Big call out to, to the many listeners who listen in via One Way FM down there and to anyone who's listening in many of the one of the many radio stations right around the country who take the show each and every week. It's just a privilege to be partnering with, with their great ministry in their, in their local area. Well, Father Tony's got some great things to say this week for you about what we learn in the gospel today from the unclean spirits, and how God reveals himself, his true nature of himself to us. It's after the break. First up, probably my favourite song. Love it. Matt Ma, Lord, I need you. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy, and you're on the journey. Lord, I come, I confess, bowing here. I find my rest Without you I fall apart You're the one That guides my heart Lord, I need you Over me Every Your grace 
is more The grace is found Is where you are Where you are Lord, I am free Holy death Is Christ in me on the journey faith hope and love for life in all its fullness it's hard for me to believe that i've got nothing to prove i thought this dirt on my hands was gonna keep me from you i fall as much as i rise Feels like my walk is a crawl When I'm alone in the night Won't you leave the light on Cause I've been reckless with my heart now I'm falling apart I don't wanna be the same I need you to be the change You're in control 
Now, the word with Father Tony Percy. The Gospel of Mark is uh, front and centre stage again because it's year B and Mark is the Gospel proclaimed in year B. It's very early on in chapter 1 of Mark. Last week, you will recall, we had the call of two sets of brothers who immediately received the call of Christ, Mark says. He loves that word immediately. He uses it a lot in his Gospel, almost 50 times. In chapter 1, you'll find it uh, used about 13 or 14 times, I think, from memory. So they're called, as those disciples are called immediately, and they respond, Mark says, immediately. Having gone directly from the call, the next scene we have is the scene for this week, Jesus on the Sabbath, immediately entering a synagogue. That's the word he uses again. Yes, he loves that word immediately. And then immediately... A man with an unclean spirit comes forth, yelling and screaming out. Jesus, we're told in the the Greek uh, gospel, the gospels were written in Greek. Our English translation, Jesus says to the unclean spirit, be quiet, come out of him. In fact, Jesus says, be muzzled, be muzzled. What a wonderful phrase. Be muzzled and come out of him. He does. And then we're told after the healing, the word immediately goes out about this this authority that Christ has over the unclean spirit. So the focus, uh, it sounds like to you perhaps that I'm going to focus again on the word immediately. It's important. It's very important because it gives us this sense of the drama that Mark has. And Mark has the drama of Christ coming on earth and then straight away having encounters with the powers of darkness. So remember, he was baptized very early on in chapter one of uh, Mark's gospel baptized. No sooner as that happened, then the Holy Spirit, we're told, threw him out into the desert to encounter the demonic. So yes, Mark has a has a way of using language to try and highlight to us the, the real encounter with evil that Jesus is having and how he overcomes the evil. And so what happens with this expelling of the demon in Mark 1? We have the crowd saying on two different occasions, wow, what is this authority? with which he conducts himself, or which he encounters these uh, demonic powers of darkness. Yes, it's very, very strong language. What, with what authority does he do this? You know, wh- who is this person? And now in theology, and we'll finish on this, in theology, there's a, there's a very important point that's made about the way that Christ reveals himself to us. So we, we understand in theology that, particularly in the Word of God, that Christ reveals himself not only through his words and what we hear him say, but also by what he does. And theology has a wonderful way of explaining in this. It says, well, the words are there and they interpret the actions, but the actions and the deeds of Christ confirm the word that is spoken. So when the crowd says, with what authority does he act in the, against the powers of darkness? What they're observing there is this entire authenticity and consistency in the being of Christ, that his words and his actions are one. It's one act. So the words, again, just to repeat, the words proclaim some message, so we hear it. So the word is then backed up by the action. So the words interpret the action and the action confirms 
the word that is spoken. So when you're reading scripture, when you're hearing scripture particularly proclaimed, that's the way you'll get the full force of the, the presence of God in the word of God. You will come across this and you will feel it. You'll feel it within your very being, the authority of Christ speaking to you, not only through his words, not only through his actions, but through both. So much so that there's one action, one act of revelation of Christ disclosing to you that in fact he is truly the Son of God, particularly when he comes up against the powers of darkness. Well, thanks so much to Father Tony Percy there. His segment is The Word. Great God spot that we've got for you each and every week now from Father Tony Percy. And this week was called One Act of Revelation. Love how Father Tony just fleshes out the scene for us so regularly when he's breaking open the gospel. Don't forget you can listen to this again. You can listen to any of our segments on the show. Just go to jcr.org.au. Scroll down and you'll be able to see all of the inputs from all of our presenters. You can also sign up. We can send this to you each and every week as a podcast link. Or you can do what most people do, just listen in through their Christian radio station. We don't mind how you listen. We just are so humbled by the fact that tens of thousands of people do each and every week. And we just love bringing it to you. After the break, you're going to hear from a good mate of mine. He's he's a champion and he's had a real journey in his life. We're going to hear the testimony of Stuart Brady. He's an integral part of the Men Alive movement, which has impacted tens and tens and thousands of men in Australia and New Zealand over the course of the last 20 years. And he is for you, just as he has done for so many men, is going to be sharing his faith journey. Hope it's encouraging for you. Some music first up, though, is Grace City and the song Always Only Jesus. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. Glad you've joined us this week on The Journey. Thank you. 
So I will lift the name high, Son of David, the only On the journey this week, I've got one of the men alive, participants, members, uh, Stu Brady, and Stu's going to talk to us a bit about men alive and about his faith journey. So, Stu, welcome to Journey Radio, and tell a bit, of, tell us a bit about yourself. Well, thanks, Max. It's a pleasure to be here. A bit about myself. Gee, fifty-two years old in about seven days, I think, on the day of recording this. I've been a Catholic all my life, uh, cradle Catholic. I can categorically state on one hand on the gospel and the other hand on my heart that being a cradle Catholic, I've probably missed, I can count on my 10 fingers how many times I haven't been at church in my 51 and three quarter years. But it doesn't mean that whilst I was in church, I was present, if that makes sense. It does. So tell me a bit about faith struggles in your life what what sort of issues have come up where you felt challenged <laughs> we haven't got that much time but I'll, I'll try and abbreviate some of it I grew up in a in a household that had alcoholism in it one of my parents uh, mum in fact and mum became violent when she drank and dad did nothing about it so as a child I would um, wonder why this God that we keep listening about, well, getting taught about, was so great, would let these things happen in a little kid's life, and then why nothing uh, ever seemed to go anywhere and get fixed about it. So, and I've struggled with that for 49 of my 51 years. Where does mental life come into the picture in this story? Back in 2014, I was a successful businessman, and I had an ultimatum given to me by my wife because the success of that business drew me further away from my family and more into the business and um, I'd promised her I would make a change and I uh, I hadn't so she forced the issue one particular day and um, that was a realism and to be brutally honest it was a realism more about what I was going to lose financially not family or anything so I made the decision to sell the business and then as a result of the selling the business, I had some free time. I had a lot of free time, actually. <laughs> and uh, she noticed a Men Alive brochure and put it on our bedside table. And it was there when I came home from work one evening. 
mm, dropping the hint. So tell me about the first Men Alive meeting. What was your, how did you react to all that? With my faith journey, I, I spent 22 years in the Casillo movement, so I knew what the premise was about. I, knew, I wasn't foreign to uh, weekends away and retreats and the like, but I, I'd never been to a retreat just for men, and it was in Queensland. And so Men Alive, we do parish-based weekends where we go into parishes and, and then we leave and, and the parish takes over. So they're small, you know, 30, 40, 50 people. Uh, and you can pretty much go home to your own bed every night. I live in Sydney, so this was in Queensland. Um, I flew up there and I didn't know anyone. There was about 200 guys there. So um, didn't know a soul. And so I had two options. I could run and hide under my bed and fly back home and say, this isn't for me, or I could stick it out. And I stuck it out. And here we are eight years later. So... What's the greatest thing that Men Alive has actually done for you? Oh, the, the, without doubt, the greatest thing that Men Alive has done for me is surround me with like-minded men, without a doubt. We all have struggles, and as men, we, we put on a facade that we're supposed to be the tough um, go-getter breadwinners in, the, in our family and in society. And then you soon quickly realise that we all have the same wheelbarrow of crap to push around. And sometimes, especially with life the way it is at the moment, you think you are the only one pushing that wheelbarrow full of rubbish around. Um, Men Alive taps you on the shoulder and a brother gives you a rest from carrying that wheelbarrow and pushes it a bit further up the road for you. That's what it's done for me. So it's the brotherhood. Correct. Stu, thanks for being part of the Journey Radio Show. Really appreciate that. And if you'd like to know more about Men Alive, then go to menalive.org.au. Good on you. Thanks, Max. Anytime. What a great story of transformation there, eh? Well, a little bit of an insight anyway, as you can get in a in a short period of time. Thanks to Stuart Brady for sharing a little bit about his journey, and I hope it's encouraged you. It's certainly encouraged me when I've heard it in its fullness and plenty of other guys around the country too. Thanks to Max Norden too, who puts all this stuff together. He's, um, got to say, so committed to making sure that the stuff that we're doing each and every week is engaging and relevant and impactful and uh, hats off Max Norton doing a great job and he's chosen this song for you for next as he goes through and and puts the show together is Shane and Shane and the worship initiative and the song Oceans faith hope love and life my name's Jude Hennessy we get near the end but you're still on the journey you call me out upon the waters the great unknown where feet may fail And there I find you in the mystery In oceans deep My faith will stand And I will call upon
on the journey faith hope and love for life in all its fullness and now seeing god in life's everyday events here's father mike delaney i was watching something on tv recently and saw a promo for the documentary john farnham finding the voice if you want to find it you can see it on seven plus i might have been amongst the many who didn't see him as much chop when he was only known for the song Sadie. I've since come to appreciate his musicality and especially his showmanship on stage. So I sat down on a recent Sunday afternoon to watch the show. I suspect that most of us realise that the life of a professional musician or artist of any style for that matter is not at all good times and luxury. Before the show, I had the impression that whilst there had been some quiet times there were still some work and performances that kept him in the forefront of people's minds. It tells you how naive I am. I mean, I heard his songs on the radio, even when he was with a band. He still seemed to be working and seemed to be enjoying some success. Yet in the background, there were incredible stresses and struggles that might have ended a lesser person. Sadly and tragically, we know that there have been many who have taken their lives. Yet there were a few people who believed in him and who were working hard to see that he got another chance and were prepared to put their money where their mouths were. And eventually, they found one song, which in the years since has become his anthem, the song, You're the Voice. But it seems that even then, it required his manager to push him to do better to sing the song with more passion. The resulting song we know changed his life and got it back on track. So I thought about the show and the story it was telling. I was listening to another of the songs he sang, the song One is the Loneliest Number, originally by the American songwriter Harry Nilsson. And when you're struggling, one is the loneliest number. At the same time, there was this strong sense of support that was coming through the documentary that overcame all his trials and struggles. We know his wife was always with him. His manager, Glenn Wheatley, and his wife were constantly by his side. And so were some of the great names of Australian music. They were strong supporters of him in his journey. But as well as it was being a really great view, 
The documentary John Farnham, Finding the Voice, spoke to me about another aspect of life, our faith journey. So often we can think that we are all alone and that any struggles we have are just impacting me. But throughout our lives, none of us is completely alone, even in the darkest moments, for the Lord is with us. Sadly, it might not be the same for everyone. So who do you know who might need to know that they are valued, are respected? Sometimes we need another person to help us find our voice. Towards the end of the show, John speaks about friendship. He says, Something I believe in very, very strongly is what you give is what you get. Helping someone is a great gift that we can all do, even when we are struggling. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles, if you've been hearing the same old voice tell the same old lies, if you're trying to feel the same old holes inside, there's a better life. There's a better life. If you got pain, he's a pain taker. If you feel lost, he's a way maker. If you need freedom or saving, he's a prison-shaking savior. If you got chains, he's a chain breaker. We've all searched for the light of day in the dead of night. We've all found ourselves worn out from the same old fight. We've all run the things. Stay right. There's a better life. There's a better life. If you got pain, he's a pain taker. If you feel lost, he's a way maker. If you need freedom, a saving, he's a prison shaking savior. If you got chains. A chain breaker. If you believe it, you receive it. If you can feel it, somebody testify. If you believe it, you believe it, you receive it. If you can 
great. Thank you to Father Mike Delaney there. God in the Everyday is his segment. Certainly was true to the, the name of his, his little God spot there. Some reflections on some stuff that a lot of people have seen of late. Just some insights into what's going on with John Farnham and his impact on on music and Australian culture and that great song, You're the Voice. And Father Mike extolling us to make sure that we are finding our voice using our voice and using it to build up the kingdom of God and participate in God's mission. So thanks to Father Mike Delaney. He's from down in, in Hobart. Cheerio to all of our listeners down there. We go coast to coast, north, south, east and west, even down to Tassie. And it is just a privilege bringing you this show each and every week. Thanks to all of our contributors other than Father Mike, to Father Simon Appablaza right at the top of the show, to Mother Hilda Scott, Father Tony Percy. Great to hear from Stuart Brady from Men Alive too, as he shared his testimony this week. We will be doing it all again next week, moving into February, and just a few weeks away from the start of Lent. Ash Wednesday will mark the start of Lent, and then we move into the Lenten season, a time of preparation, a time of journeying to Jerusalem. A few more weeks of ordinary time to go first, though, and some great gospel reflections that we've got, scripture reflections that we've got in the next few weeks. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. Really hope you've enjoyed today's show, but look, thanks. Thanks for joining us on The Journey. The Journey is presented by Jude Hennessy and produced by Max Norden on Dharawal Country in the office of the Bishop for the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong.